Hello and welcome along to G'day GA, brought to you in association with O'Neill's International Sportswear, the choice of champions. Please visit O'Neill's.com for all their latest offers. Well, delighted to be joined again this evening by Sean O'Leary. Welcome back, Sean, after your absence. Thanks, lads. Thanks. Um, you told me about this at today's podcast, so I'm, I'm ready to go today. <laughs> yeah, good to have grapes in the last one, but it's great to have you back on, on board, Sean. Giggles, otherwise known as John Heenan, great to have you on board. I'm a bit more sober today, Liam, ready to go. A lot of feedback <laughs> on, um, on Giggles' alcohol consumption on, on, the, on the podcast last Sunday, so we do apologise if anyone was offended by his, his comments and behaviour. I went a bit Pete Finnerty on the whole thing. <laughs> <laughs> um, we're coming to you live this evening from my kitchen here in Hawthorne, and we have, we have a lot to get through. Firstly, we a lot of feedback on, on last week's podcast, and I suppose the biggest bit of feedback we got was that we featured in the Irish Examiner. Um, our friend and contributor John Fogarty was on the podcast back with, with International Rules wrote an article about Kieran Sheen I'm sure when Kieran Sheen came on the podcast he wasn't thinking that was going to feature in the Irish Examiner <laughs> <laughs> I don't think we'll get him again probably no, no definitely not did we get any feedback through Kieran no no maybe he hasn't seen it hopefully yeah. he hasn't seen it but it, it, got, it got a nice little article on the Irish Examiner website not sure if it made a print copy but basically word for word on our podcast and quote the podcast it said quote from Kieran Sheen we're pretty settled here at the minute he told the G- G'day GA podcast. So there yeah. you go. We've made the big time. Big media sure. profile here now. <laughs> <laughs> um, we also got a, a few emails, Shawnee, at g'daygea at gmail.com. First one up from Richie. Yeah, Dick from Henry. Richie. Richie says, okay, so I know it's only the league and it's only February. And as much as I like Derry McGrath, today was a massive game for two counties. One apparently in transi- transition, but since the last time these two have played, Kilkenny made eight changes in personnel and Waterford have only made four. The average beating Waterford have gotten so far in the league is eight points. Is it fair to say Waterford don't have the depth that other counties have to re- realistically challenge this year? Hashtag the finishers. Now, I think that yeah. is aimed at you, Giggles, right? Now, to be fair, there's been a game since uh, since Kilkenny played Waterford. There's yeah. been another round of the league. They beat, yeah, they beat Cork and since. The, and they beat Cork since. But just on that, what, what, what's your take on, on oh, that? I, on think, that I think Richie's got a fair point, to be fair. I think... We haven't seen any new players come through on the Warford squad yet, with the exception of um, Michael Carney from Valley Duff, who was who was an All Ireland twenty one a minor winner. We knew he was around the place. He's had a great couple of campaigns with CIT down in the Fitzgibbon Cup, and he's really after building himself up there and after nailing down that corner forward position. But he's kind of hit the nail on the head, I think, with the depth, the squad depths there, because it just doesn't look like Watford have any new players coming through this year and to be honest it is it's a worry I think we might talk, talk about it later but Derek McGrath had said in the paper that he was going to finish up and he was fourth year was always going to be his last year and you kind of just get the feeling that the fifth year is kind of like is he going a, a bit of a year too long and does he have a plan for this year or is he just going to try and do what he did last year and I don't think that will cut the mustard this year so to be fair to Richie there, I can't argue much with him, especially on the, the league evidence so far. Yeah, okay, fair enough, Fikas, thanks for that. Yeah, that's a fair point, I think, from and I think uh, from Richie. But it's it, again, in saying that too, like it's very, very hard to looking on this year's league yeah. to be making those calls this early. But yeah. at the moment, he's pretty accurate yeah. in, his, in his views. And we get into more detail about the league shortly. Just another email there um, from, is it from Brian? Brian, yeah, Brian, Brian Terrell. Brian Terrell. Um, I don't know if he's anything to Jackie, but he says, Welcome back and thanks for the new pods. The seven sounds like mighty crack. Yeah, <laughs> it does. I think he's probably getting that from Giggles. Yeah, <laughs> yeah so it was Brian. Thanks for tuning in. He's a regular listener and he actually couple a couple of emails from Brian. That's his second or third one we got from him. He's a Kilkenny man, is he? He's, he's a Kilkenny man, yeah, he's a Kilkenny man. Um, also got an email from John Brown. Now, this was a very lengthy email. We're, we're not going to read this out word for word, but if you want to just go yeah. to the opening paragraph, Shawnee, and I'm happy to break it down then. Giggles, we've been called out, specifically sure. you. There's, oh, a lot of, there's a lot of technical clarification in this, and I won't, as I said, I won't read it out entirely. Um, here's my comments on Giggles' incorrect information on this year's hurling championship below. My GA, my G'day GA alias name is John Brown, a Connacht man now moved to Leinster, hitting back for the Leinster Championship as the Hurling Championship does not revolve around Munster. In regards to Giggles' comments on last year's last week's Good Day GA show about this year's Hurling Championship, some of his comments were incorrect. Okay, so... Just no, he, he just goes on to elaborate on, yeah. on the... Um, 
on the ins and outs of it and Which then he just says the giggles chap has been on the ball until now so we'll take it easy on him this time <laughs> I got it all on Wikipedia I'm looking forward to the podcast yeah fair thanks very much for that John that was a, a good email in so basically we threw to you on the first episodes after Christmas giggles about what's the format of the Hurling Championship this year for 2018 oh yeah yeah because yeah. I'll be honest I hadn't done my research to look giggles and noise stuff you know giggles called it as it is told us in detail how it all worked out it was like lovely great get that email in then Realise we need a fact checker on this show. There were some inaccuracies. Go some on. inaccuracies. So I had to listen back to what you said. So basically, we'll clarify now what is the actual format for the 2018 Hurling Championship. So first up, Leinster and Munster, two groups of five. Yeah. Top two go into a provincial final. You thought it was the first one in and second and third play each other in a semi. Are you 100% on that? 100% on that. Right. So two groups of five. Top two go into... Munster final. Leicester Munster final, Leinster final. Fair enough. The winners of of that provincial final go into an Ireland semi final. The losers go into a quarter final. Quarter final. Okay. okay. Yeah. Right. If you come third in your group, third in Leinster or third in Munster, you play a preliminary quarter final against the finalists of the Joe McDonough Cup. So in the in yeah. the tier two. Right. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. If you come fourth in your group, good luck. Your season just over. You're not relegated or up for relegation. You're just season is over. Um. You had said that I think the four teams four and five go into the qualifiers. I said four and five. Uh, I said the fifth team who came fifth has to play off in Leinster against the winners of the Joe McDonough Cup to see who gets relegated and the fifth in Munster just goes nowhere. That's just... Yeah. No, so there's a clarification. There's a nuance to that. If you come last in Leinster and Kerry don't win the Joe McDonough Cup, yeah, you automatically go up into um, Leinster the following year and the team who comes last in Leinster gets relegated. Yeah, if in Munster, uh, sorry, if Kerry win to Joe McDonough, yeah, they play the fifth place team in Munster in a playoff. Oh yeah, actually that's that means about. So there yeah, is a little nuance yeah. to that. Is this the quarterfinal? No, 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 no. Playoff no. to to stay in. So Munster. let's let's say Cork finish Jesus. finish fifth, right? Yeah, and Kerry win the. Oh, that's for the following year, though. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 So Kerry will be in the Munster Championship and Cork will be in the John McCurdy yeah. Cup if that was the instance. If that was if that was to happen, yeah, yeah. And, and Kerry were to beat Cork in that. So there's it, it and also like Kerry have beaten Cork already it, this year. Yeah. <laughs> no, but just so it's be, so basically if you <laughs> come in, Cork's put into it. Two, <laughs> we just summarise two groups of five. If you come in within the top three, you're you're still in the All Ireland series. Okay, right. So these matches are more important. Yeah. So if you come fourth, yeah. your season is just over. If you come fifth in Leinster, you could be relegated, depending on how how things go. in Joe McDonough. Yeah. And if you come fifth in Munster, you could be in relegation playoff, playoff. depending on things will go. So there actually is a lot up for grabs. It means that all those games will matter. Aren't yeah. just league games? Like yeah. We were kind of talking about. Them yeah. yeah. Which yeah, is yeah. actually way better. And the fact that there's preliminary quarterfinals. Like so, for instance, like if you're Kerry and and Carlo get to the Joe McDonough. Cup there's, final. There's they're some, in, they're something at stake. Yeah, they go into a preliminary quarter yeah. final against the third place team as Munster Leinster. Yeah. That yeah. makes it a lot more interesting, actually. It's way fair, more interesting. Yeah, yeah. 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 Less madness. <laughs> yeah. Kerry win the, the Joe McDonough Cup, so they play fifth place Munster in a relegation playoff, and they're also into the All Ireland series. Is that team out of the championship for no? They go through the whoever comes forward to Joe McDonough the next year. Yeah. So just say, just say, for instance, Cork came last, like you can say that, and they lost to Kerry. They're not in Munster Championship the following year, but if they were to win the Joe McDonough Cup, they'd be still in yeah. the Ireland Series or get to the final of it. Oh, so, so hang on a second. Oh, sorry, Johnny. So if Kerry beat Cork in the playoff, are they in the uh, Lee McCarthy Championship? That They're still season? in the Lee McCarthy Championship. So the fourth team is out. What happens if Cork beat Kerry? They're just gone. Kerry are still in the... Uh, no. So I'm not saying if Cork beat Kerry, Cork finished fifth. Yeah, they just Kerry. They're, they're just, just gone. gone. They're just still staying in the Munster Championship the following year. But then how does it work if Kerry beat Cork that they're actually into the Liam McCarthy? Just to note to the listeners, Cork won the Munster Championship last year, and we're talking about Cork <laughs> losing to Kerry in um, so, no, so relegation. If you get to the Joe McDonough final, yeah. you're into the preliminary quarter final against the oh, third place yeah, teams yeah, yeah, in the yeah. two groups yeah, yeah. Gotcha, regardless gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. and then it's just in eligibility for the following year is Jeez. that playoff thing it, it's complicated yeah. but I had to read it a few times I won't lie this afternoon because John's email in fairness to him John Brown it was a very good email but mm. we couldn't go through it in detail now I might cause more confusion there by going through all that no that but was there, pretty clear there is a bit of complexity to it but it actually makes for a fascinating championship so again though just, just to hold on to that point um, Kerry win the Joe McDonough Cup they're yes. into the preliminary quarter final of Liam correct. McCarthy is that correct? Tick. Yeah. so again it's another st- stupid move by the GA it's like the Division 2 so you come fourth in Division 2 in the, in the Division 1B sorry as they call it in the league and you're straight into a league quarter final which is a disgrace right? we, yeah, we all yeah. know it's a disgrace no it's not this is a preliminary no no listen I'm go talking on. about the league Sean not the, not the yeah, championship go on. Right? Let me make his so point I think Division, division yeah. 1B you've got 
uh, Galway and Limerick will oh, come first or second you'll have Offaly and Dublin probably right that'll yeah. be the way it is so Offaly for the last couple of years has gotten a hiding in the quarter final every single and they've done the exact same thing here they've given the teams who are low down the league who haven't a hope of competing in a preliminary quarter final an opportunity it's going to be two hammerings well, well it's going to be two hammerings think about this way so in Munster or say in Leinster just say Kenny and Galway were to be the top two to be playing in Wexford so Wexford finished third, third and let's say Waterford finished third right yeah. Just let's, let's, yes, yeah. and let's say Carlow and Kerry get to the final yeah. so it'll be Waterford versus Carlow and Kerry versus Wexford two annihilations but, stupidity yeah. again from but the I don't think so I'll tell you why because at least they've still competed in tier two and they've, won, they've either won or lost to Joe McDonough Cup yeah. so that's their competition for that yeah. the reward for doing that is you get promoted you get a hiding to, but like and otherwise they have to have somewhere to go like I think that's you win, the jo- you, win you, you don't get to play in the Champions League final if you win the Division 1 in the, in, in the English Championship or you don't get to play Chelsea for the Premiership if you win Division 1 do you know yeah, what I mean okay, fair point it's, yeah. it's, it's, again it's the exact same thing as Offaly coming up playing in the league qualifying you've got the f- six best teams in Division 1 and you don't have the six best teams in Division 1B but yet you finish in fourth in Division 1B and you get to a league quarterfinal I, yeah. I, so I apologise to John Brown on, on my inaccuracies but Jesus Christ if the GA got it wrong if that's the the, the, the format yeah. yeah well that's what it is so, so you've yeah. got and, and again just, just to do so you, let's just say and I'm sorry to labour on Cork but let's say Limerick and Cork finish bottom two yeah. and let's say let's say so Dublin and Offaly Dublin and Offaly four of those teams would wipe the floor with Kerry or Carlo let's be honest here and they're out of the championship um, and Kerry and Carlo and no disrespect to the two teams are in the the last eight or the last six or whatever that's the last eight yeah the last eight mm. all right we, we, we won't labor on it but we might talk yeah. about it another day yeah but yeah look it is look i think there's probably more but it, more pluses to it than minuses the drawbacks to it like so there, there, there is there is the fifth place team in the provincial championship okay yeah they're, they're gonna play gone. they're go, they're gone they're but gone. they have to play a relegation no only in monster if carry win so, if, for instance, if in Leinster, if but what if they win? So if they win, are they back? They're gone. The no, no, they're gone. They gone. win their lot relegation. So the only, the only, it's the only path for Kerry. So it's only one way path. Yeah, but it's Ke- for Kerry. But, but no, no, but, but Kerry, no, no. Listen, if Kerry win the Joe McDonough Cup, regardless of whether they win or lose the relegation, they're actually in the preliminary quarter final against a team who comes third. It's crazy. Yeah, and what anyway. what Kerry would be playing Cork for if they came fifth is just for the Munster Championship the following year yeah. to be to be in yeah, the Munster Championship. Yeah. The only positive out of it is it makes the games in Leinster and Munster a lot more competitive. Well, it makes because, it super competitive because you've only got three teams out of five yeah. really good teams. And look, let's be honest with it. If you if you do come fifth in Munster, like you don't want to be playing bloody Kerry in a match really. Like if you're if, if, yeah. if you're after losing four games and yeah, you, you know you expect them to win, but geez, I wouldn't fancy that game. You're going in like what, what do. What do Kerry have to lose? It's, all, it's all a favour in Kerry yeah. because and it's a home advantage for yeah. the tier two team as well. Yeah, I think yeah. I think it's a, I think it's a great team. I, I, I think it's all it. good, all good with the exception of that. Uh, yeah. Okay, look, thing I said that. to Giggles that we're only ten minutes straight out this feedback. He goes, "No, we only need five. Why? <laughs> we're already we're already eleven minutes in." But look, um, we also got a few few tweets, and that was a great few emails. Thanks for that. As we got a, f- a few tweets, and we got a, a tweet in from Glyn e- Egan, uh, the Buffs brother. Um, absolutely love listening to these guys every Monday thank God they're back keep up the mighty work, mighty work men thanks very much for that Glenn. that was a, gr- a great tweet in and his famous brother Buff gave that a retweet Brilliant. so we did call Brilliant. out Buff yeah. on the last episode asking him to come out for the state games in September um, sorry in October this year so hopefully he's taking carriage of that giggles you've, yeah. that's the second time you've asked him to come out now yeah and I had a chat with Glenn down in the sevens he's sound out skinny he's from the same club as our own Gary Owen Shamey uh, Kremen so we had a good old chat over a few ciders before we did the <laughs> podcast. <laughs> um, and Glenn is in, heading back home as well this year. As well. He's going to be a big loss to. Um, he, might, he, might to be play, he might be playing for Kerry against Cork in the relegation yeah. final. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we also got a, a tweet in from our, another regular listener, Fergal Fegan. Uh, he tweeted Joe Brawley saying, Joe, would you give a shout out to Good AGA, a podcast down under? Lenny KK and the boys doing a great job promoting Gaelic games in Melbourne. Have a listen to their latest show, a few big names on it this week. Maybe Joe Brody did listen. I did check the stats to see what counties and towns have been listening. Didn't see anything up around the Derry area, but we did have a listener in Kingston in Jamaica this week. So that was probably Joe. That could have been Joe. He, he might have been over there on his holidays having some time out. So. Representing some fella in death row. <laughs> the great game. Yeah, yeah. So all right, well that's all, all the feedback on, on Twitter and emails. Follow us on Twitter on at GDAGA, the same for Instagram, and then GDAGA at gmail.com. All right, well coming up next, we're going to have a further discussion on what's going on with the National League. Like the legend of the Phoenix. Huh. All ends 
there on the, on the hurling format for next for this year um, we di- we're into another round of the National League this weekend we had a postponement last weekend due to the the beast from the east I think which obviously the weather forecast had predicted but god it really there was no games going ahead in that weather no I was it, it looked it looked cold back in Ireland we were watching here from Abami 28 degrees Celsius and we were we were happy enough that we weren't back home even though you kind of get the pangs of nostalgia and missing family and missing the crack when you see these snow days and everyone's off work or everyone's going to the pub and they're locked into the pub and you, you kind of miss that old crack alright but uh, it looked it, it looked cold <laughs> yeah and Melbourne's going through the, the hottest and driest um, summer in I don't know years and years in the end but it's the first it's going on a record of 38 consecutive days without a millimetre of rain mm. so God. the complete opposite of what's happening back home yeah. I'm going home next week now so right on the, 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 yeah. the woolies there'll be a difference in <laughs> training shorts, training yeah. this week and training <laughs> next week <laughs> um, so yeah so obviously we're up to the, the last round of, of the league this weekend in the hurling um, but we have had some developments I suppose we just touched on Waterford briefly with that email in from, uh, from Richie and Kilkenny but we just some news there during the week that Shane Bennett Giggles isn't returning back to the Watford squad this year. Thoughts on that? Yeah, it's, it's a big loss for Watford because Shane is probably one of the fastest, most skillful players Watford had. But he's he's been brought into the senior team for three years now. He was brought in straight after his leaving cert. Came on and got a goal against uh, Cork. Got a goal against Dublin. He's he's a serious talent and he's obviously burnt out. He's playing under twenty one. He's playing minor. He's playing intermediate for his club with Ballysaggart. He's playing senior for Watford and he's on the go for three. And he's playing schools and he's playing Fitzgibbon Cup. So he's obviously made the decision um, not to just join the Watford band this year. Tom Devine made the same thing last year when he went travelling. And look, for a guy 21 years of age, he, he, he's dead right. It's a massive loss for Watford. We talked there about strength and depth of the Watford squad and losing Shane Bennett will really test it, to be honest, mm-hmm. because he, he's not a natural, he's not a corner forward. In, in under 21 or minor, he's played out midfield or wing forward because he's got his pace, he's a range, he's scorer, he can get in for goals. But he was played in that two-man foot forward line which Jesus any of any foot forward would, would have been have nightmares thinking about playing in that when you've got a sweeper in front of you run your arse off for 45 minutes and come off and let the, as your man said the finishers come on it was a thankless job for two years that he's been doing and yeah. he's a lot better player than that and I think he maybe just got a bit frustrated or he maybe just wants to take the break but I think he's playing a bit of soccer with Lismore uh, he's up front that, yeah. he was top scorer for most years when he plays he's a serious soccer player so yeah. he'll be missed by Watford now he will yeah but I think for a young lad you don't begrudge him at that age no. you're better off going doing the travel now and enjoying it for a couple of years and then if he wants to come back into the fold it sounds like Derek McGrath they were like him back with open arms so it's good to see that language from Derek McGrath like that it's, they, they don't have a closed door policy for that kind of stuff so yeah. I think you have to be that flexible with young lads when you come into office senior panel at 18 yeah. like you can burn out very quick like oh. you know what I mean so I actually don't think it, it's a loss for Watford but for the, yeah. the young lad concerned I think it's a good to go off and do it now and then come back into the fold in a couple of years time and like if, she, if Shane wants to come to Melbourne and set up like we've no problem taking him there and Gary on, we'll slot you in midfield there Shane you'll be on the freeze and everything so why is he yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> be back he'll look after you <laughs> Uh, yeah, I think it's. I think, and you're seeing it a bit more, a bit more uh, frequent now. With players actually making that decision, like you had, you said, you said Tom Devine last year, who are going off, and they're doing their travelling now. And it's 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 very intelligent move. I think, is, as you said, Liam, it's it's the right time to do it. They should go and get it out of the way now. And um, I mean, 
they'll be fresh enough and they'll come back and it won't take them long yeah. to get back into the fold again I don't think yeah and just on obviously we got the last round of the league coming up uh, this weekend but in terms of you could preview all the games you could talk about but Giggles has a note down here has the National League become the war for Crystal Cup or was that you Shani? I'm not sure who wrote oh, that was me yeah. yeah and I think that is an excellent point because what we're seeing this year because we've touched on in, in the previous podcast that the the you're going into a championship or a championship this year is around Robin, which is another league. So we've seen with all the different all the different panels and all the different teams in Division One and Division A and B that the, the managers are experimenting. Yeah. So the, the league has probably lost a lot of oomph that it did have in the last number of years. I know Kilkenny would play their strongest team every game yeah. in the league in previous years. Yeah. And now we're not we're not seeing that with all the teams across the board. The last the last three four years, Division One A, they've been unbelievable matches because every team wanted to get to a knockout stage. Nobody wanted this big fourteen or fifteen week break. Yeah. Nobody wanted to get relegated. Now, to be honest, all the teams are are envious of Galway and Limerick because they're down in Division One B, trialing players, testing players, giving lads games, and no real pressure on them actually. And as I don't know, was it Henry Shefflin or Cummins said it during the week? It was like. Galway are Ireland champions and we haven't seen them live on television once yet. <laughs> you know, it's, yeah. it's madness. That's crazy, yeah. And I think you see, I think a lot of teams are actually training really hard through the league as well at the moment and you can see it in their performances. Like, the legginess. Yeah, teams get just blown away at the end and like, while the, the results aren't, you know, people, no teams are really getting hammered but they're all around the same goal really. Wexford are supposed to be the standout at the moment who, who seem to be all guns blazing. But like the rest of the teams, it's, it's very, very hard to gauge where Cork are at, where Walford are at, where Kilkenny are at even. Mm. Like Kilkenny started slow and now they got TJ back and a few more lads and they seem to be a totally different team. Like, But yeah. I mean, as we said in the, in the earlier podcast this year, it's all about strength and depth and I think that's what a lot of, yeah. lot of the managers are doing, are seeing what's available, what what am I going to be able to call upon when when we're getting into these group stages, as you said, when you have so many matches, that's, that's yeah. going to be the game changer. And I think... This year's All Ireland is, is as open as any. I know. I know. You, you can look at the Galway and Tipperary, it's like, but yeah. with this new format, it's it's very very hard to judge it. And the, the league hasn't yeah. hasn't really served up momentous games yet. Like, but probably the Kilkenny Tip game has probably been the standout game in terms of excitement. In terms yeah. of it was a one point finish, they yeah. were nip and tuck all the way. It wasn't if the hurling was fantastic or anything. And realistically, looking at the Tip team and look at the Kilkenny team if half of them are starting come championship particularly for yeah. tip you know what I mean like that there was probably only nine lads yeah. that would play but it was, only, it was the yeah. only big scoring game which yeah. which is kind of with proved Shawnee's point it's yeah. all leggy training teams are in physical training at the moment they're not sharp they're not putting up big scores when you get to the freshness of like July and August and, Sept- and October September you see, the, you see the teams who are fit and they're fresh and the hurling is flying and that's when you kind of but right now you, there's no team doing that no. at all Yeah, and do, do you know what I actually don't mind it from because you're seeing players who you would normally see on TV so for instance back before you talk about the Water Crystal Cup or the Walsh Cup in Leinster that's when Kenny will be trying those players out normally or your tips or your Waterford Twitter you're actually seeing them on telly now two or three Sundays yeah. in a row lads I haven't seen because I've been over here for the last seven or eight years yeah. so I actually don't mind it in terms yeah. of you know they're getting a bit of exposure they're playing high profile games that are on TV and we're getting to see these lads in action I think it's actually a good thing for, in terms of developing those players but if, if I'm Allian sponsoring the league at home it hasn't got the same uh, weight that Appeal, I had in other yeah. years you know what I mean I just want, I might go off on a tangent here but you cut me off Liam but it, it's like I was thinking about this during the week at some stage I believe like the GA is going to go professional right I think it's like whether it's in 10 years or 15 years or 5 years I think it's just it's a, it's a slow burner alright but Eventually, you're going to become a professional athlete playing hurling, and rightly so. I, I, you know, I'm sure loads of county players in the past would have loved to be professional athletes. You get your rest. You then have to break it from the club. So let's say you're on the Lismore senior hurling team and you manage to make the Waterford squad. Say goodbye to the Lismore lads. You're in like Leinster or in like Munster. You're on a contract and you get brought through the ranks. And then you can play league formats and you can play league formats in Munster or you can do a Champions League and it can run right through and you'll have the TV rights and all that kind of stuff. But Because right now what's happening is they're still amateur players. They're after trying to build more games into it players are still trying to do Fitzgibbon Cup you forget about that as well there was a couple of articles in the paper about burnout they're trying to do Fitzgibbon Cup they're trying to make their county squad they're looking ahead to the Munster Leinster Championship there's too much demand on an amateur player who has to go to college or go to work and recover whereas if you're a professional athlete you go in and you get your massage after on a Monday you do your weight session and then you're back training on a Tuesday and it's all a professional setup. like mm-hmm. whether whether they'll go there in 5 years or 10 years I think it's only a matter of time but it's it's 
it's this kind of you can see the, the kind of standard of hurling has gone down because lads are leggy and they're not reco- recovering in time yeah and, and, and on that as well I think when there was a lot of concern around the, the backlog how it was affecting the club championships all that type of stuff and that this new structure in hurling and in the football was going to accommodate clubs by giving them that dedicated time off in April all that kind of stuff bringing the all Ireland championships forward but what they've ended up with is, is more games yeah, yeah. you know and they said that you, you couldn't have more inter-county games yeah. but they've ended up with more inter-county more games, games. Yeah. in a so shorter time in a shorter time frame so like you know playing league matches week after week you know and sometimes it's a two week break lads recover generally okay but if you're playing now in Leinster and Munster championships and you're playing four weeks out of five mm. I tell you there's going to be injuries there and you thought yeah. you, you mentioned Sean there's going to be a bigger in, um on the panel it's going to be yeah. more influence on the panel which it is. you're going to have to use your panel and but you can just see you're not going to be doing that in between the weeks of those games but that's going to pull away from the club games because well, they want more players in and those panels are going to get bigger because they'll need those panels during provincial championships yeah, yeah. And but there's, there's something going to you have to give I mean, the first thing to go are these Mickey Mouse competitions the McGrath Cup and they, all this kind of stuff yeah. they have to go yeah. um, they have to set the, the fixture whole fixture thing has to be revamped again I mean they have to set aside months for uh, Fitzgibbon and keep inter-county scene away from it but, mm-hmm. and the, Fitz- the Sigerson because it's just ruining it and well, it's the biggest competition of like at the start of the year it's the best competition at the start of the year it's better than the, the National League but I think what you see is it's a different approach with different managers in different counties so yeah. Brian Cody has always been the man that if you're playing Fitzgibbon you don't play with Kilkenny oh no if, no if that's fine if, if your club is involved with club championship you're not playing with Kilkenny yeah but that's fine with the, with bigger, cl- the bigger counties like, but with the Carlos and the you know the smaller counties who who don't have those numbers and don't have those panels like mm. they're 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 the lads who are going to be stretched yeah. and pulled around the place. Yeah, yeah. It's go- look. It's going to be interesting to see how this year goes, and we'll see. We'll have a fair yeah. idea come, I suppose, July after we've gone through that round robin process. How c- county squads are are stacking up in terms of injuries and players that have to come in and transition, and it's just something to keep an eye on. We also had a, a big development during the week with Mags Darcy coming in on the on the Wexford coaching ticket. Um, yeah. I think it's great to see that we don't often see in, in men's sport in general women coaches we have seen women's coaches on women's teams so I think it's a very progressive move from, from Davey Fitz and the Wexford County Board to have her in there involved in, in the coaching scene yeah. it's, it's been a Wexford thing in the past actually I remember reading Liam Griffin's book yeah. talking in 1996 about Neve Fitzpatrick and the Wexford lads she was a psychologist she was a psychologist yeah. that he brought in about to try and get the guys to mentally pitch a win in the All-Ireland and he yeah. had the likes in particular of the, the Martin stories and the Liam Dunns and the real kind of Wexford boys who wouldn't be giving into all this kind of crack of, of having a, a lady or a female in the dressing room really once they opened up managed to kind of get um, a lot out of kind of having working with Neve and a lot of people put the Wexford win down to obviously Liam Griffin's management but also the help from Neve and I think Mag's coming in I've met her once or twice and she's in a phenomenally passionate woman about GA she's got four Ireland medals more than anyone in that Wexford dressing room um, she's a phenomenally go- phenomenally good goalie she's worked with Davy in the past so Davy's Davy's in the past has been very good at picking his backroom team and he's done this specifically for a specific reason and Look, best of luck to Mags. It's International Women's Day today, so we'll give her a plug in. But it is a really progressive step from Davy Fitz and the Wexford camp, I think, to be fair. Where did she work with uh, Davy? Was it one of the college teams? Not that she worked with him now. She would have been mentored because oh, she would have kind of met him. And I was yeah. just reading an article today that she has a lot of time for Davy and she oh, played yeah. in the goals and he would have been an, an all star goalie and an all Ireland winner and he gave her tips. But um, Yeah, I've just seen her. I've just <coughs> been exposed to her on this Sunday game when I watched some of the Kamogi stuff there last year and her analysis is very good. Like yeah, her, it is very her intelligence of the game is very high and she seemed to be a standout even, even on that show just her level of intelligence about the game and the way she reads the game the way she breaks down the game is, yeah. is very good she, so put Tomas, she put Tomas Mulcahy to shame anyway that would be hard anyway um, oh, okay well, well we'll leave it there with the National League but we do have an episode next week where we will have a look at see where all the league standings end up and the different permutations for the quarterfinals and, and, and the run in from there but coming up next is a new segment on the show that we had we've only had one so far as Giggles Corner we didn't have it last week because we did the live episode at, at, the, at the sevens now Giggles Corner I have no idea what this is going to be again this week I have, we're all on an even keel in terms of quizzes so there's no one out to get anyone so com- coming huh. up next is, is, is Giggles Corner we'll see how we get on to win just once would be enough for those who've lost in life for love for those who've lost their what it means to the fans and to the players Paddy Andrews in there to celebrate for once again defeat is Mayo's lot Stephen Rochford and his team gave it absolutely everything luck just wasn't on their side at the very end of all of that 
but it's Dublin who are the champions. It's a record of achievement that must be acknowledged. Final score, Dublin 117, Mayo 116. Giggles over to you to Giggles Corner don't have any music for you there yet but you might have a bit of an intro there take it away yeah we get an intro going some stage so yeah I suppose I didn't know what I was going to do so I'm, I'm going to go back to a bit of a retro thing here back to uh, a bit of a game that was on Know Your Sport by the legendary Jimmy McGee God rest his soul back in the day it's a game called Who Am I <laughs> so the rules are simple right lads I'm going to start reading when you think you know who the person is just say your name don't say the answer say your name we've got five people here who we have to get and whoever gets the three first will obviously win, but we'll go through the five of them, all right? Okay. Okay, so just call out your name, lads. This, this, we, we, we'll wait for feedback on this, this thing. We might have it as a regular segment, or we might not. But we might even have a phone-in. <clears throat> we might have a phone-in, yeah. There, there was always a competition, I know your sport as well, yeah. remember that? Yeah, okay. Okay, so lads, we're going to go for the first one. Who am I? So say your name, lads, don't say the answer. I'm one of the most celebrated names in the GAA. I retired at the age of 29 only to come back and win two more All-Irelands as Leave. a player. Brian Corcoran. So the rule is, if you get it wrong, you're frozen out, you know the rules, and then we're going to play for Sean. So Brian Corcoran is, in, is incorrect. I'll keep going, right? So Sean, you might as well listen to the end now. Just, just give you a bit of a help there. I became a selector with my home county that year only to make the decision to pick myself on the team. My son won an All-Ireland, but I did not. Football is my game, and I'm noted as one of the most successful managers in Gaelic football and Kerry history. I manage Kildare, oh Leash, God. Wicklow, Clare, and I'm a native of Waterville in Kerry. Who am I? The great Mick O'Dwyer. So we've won it to Shawnee. All right, Liam. Yeah. Could have been DJ as well. I threw that one in there as a little, little tester, but anyway. Did he? I didn't ever know he retired. I only watched Mikko. I last. watched Mikko last Sunday night. <laughs> yeah. I watched When you said the 29 bit, I would have got. I was. I would have got. Man? It's on the GA Go. Is it? Go. Oh yeah, I watched it last Sunday night. <laughs> right, so lads. Player two, one nil to Shawnee. So I am the last player to play in a hurling and football All Ireland inter county game in the same year. Liam. Sean o- Liam is in first. Sean O'Halpin. Incorrect. So right. Okay. I have I have won I have won one football All Ireland. I have also won an All Ireland hurling and football medals at club level. But alas the Liam McCarthy has eluded me. My brother also played alongside me for the Maroon and White. I have a huge charity business which helps build homes in Africa and my home club is in Clarenbridge. Shawnee, um, Kearns. Yeah. What's his first name? We'll give, we'll give him Kearns. Give it to him, give it to him. Alan Kearns. Alan Kearns, yeah. <laughs> so... That's 2 nil to Shawnee, right, Liam? We've got three to go. The comeback is still on. <laughs> <laughs> Federer did it against Nadal. Liam Can Liam do it against Shawnee, right? Yeah, <laughs> they were both mad in for that one. Okay, right. Who am I? I started off... Have I skipped one here now? No, I haven't. I started off my hurling career in goals before becoming noted as a forward. Shawnee. Henry Shefflin. Shawnee's frozen out. It's all on you now, Liam. You know, it'll be very easy when you get this. I have an intermediate and senior county medal with my home club. I was born in 1977 to son of Mary and Brian. I have three All-Stars and a Hurdler of the Year to go with my four Munster medals in a National League. My nickname is The Man and I'm a Watford hero as well as a current selector and a list more men through and through. Um, Liam? Uh, <laughs> Dan Shannon? Wrong. Dan <laughs> the comeback is on. The comeback is on 2-1. Sean, right you up. didn't need to jump in there. I didn't know. I thought I was just going to put you to bed straight away. He <laughs> <laughs> was looking for the nail yeah. in the coffin. Right, you lads. Two more to go. They're all, they're all a play here, right? Who am I? I made my name as a serious hurdler with St. Kieran's College in Kilkenny. I have won a Fitzgibbon Cup with the University of Limerick where I completed my doctorate in mathematics. I have numerous county senior medals and one Leinster club medal, but fell short on St. Patrick's Day. I am one of the Faithful's top players. Shawnee, Brian Carroll. Oh, he was in there like shot. Shawnee Leary 3-1. <laughs> I'll finish it out. I'm one of the Faithful's top players, but came a couple of years too late to register Lee McCarthy. My dad won two All-Irelands and two All-Stars with Offaly before he died at a very young age. I am Coolary's most famous son, even though I married a woman from Burr. Brian Carroll. So three one to Shawnee. Well Shani. done, well done. So we've got we we've one got for pride we, here. we've one got for one pride. for pride. <laughs> right. So who am I? 
At a young age, I had soccer trials with Nottingham Forest. For my club, I wear green and red and have won county and Leinster titles. I would be known as a no-nonsense cornerback and have had the Gooch Cooper, Aidan O'Shea and Bernard Brogan all in my back pocket. I have five All-Ireland football medals Lee. and a... Philly McMahon. Philly McMahon is right. And a true blue in the sense of the world. My brother unfortunately died of an overdose in 2012 and I've written a book about John and my club is Ballymunkickums. Okay. The great Philly McMahon. Salvage a bit, a bit there. Salvage the, the pride. The, tac- the tactics are not to jump in. Not to jump yeah. in early is the key, is the key on that one. So, so that was the who am I, Jimmy. Uh, That's a good one. That's all Jimmy, the great Jimmy McGee. We'll have to keep that. We'll, we'll see how it goes. Yeah, yeah. I, was, I was in the dentist the other day and I was just playing away with all the hooks on the phone. So it, it came out well. So yeah. congratulations, Shani. Good, good out there for Liam. Yeah, thanks, thanks. We might good. see you next week. We'll see what the feedback is like. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> all right. Well, that's it for Giggles Corner. Enjoy that, Giggles. Um, looking forward to the next week's iteration. <laughs> all right. Coming up next, we're going to have a look at. Congress. Now I know you might think that's boring, but a lot of interesting things did happen at Congress last week. I talk to God as much as I talk to Satan cause I want to hear both sides. Does that make me cynical? There are no miracles and this is no miraculous life. I savor hate as much as I crave love because I'm just a twisted guy. Is this the pinnacle? Is this the pinnacle? The pinnacle of being alive? Now I see the light. We're going well, lads. But, lads, bring the bit of fucking government into your play the next day now on the tigerish play. The discipline, the tightness, the, 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 the rough and tumble stuff all around the middle of the field, the fucking breaking ball, and a, a grain of rice is going to tip the scale. Just remember that, lads. A grain of rice will tip the scale. But you'll have to get steely tough upstairs and you must be willing to fucking break your gut. You were fucked over the line twice. Fucked over the line like you'd catch a fucking loaf of bread and fucked you over the line with his shorts up. And what that does is it lifts the opposition. We don't want to see no Westmead man fucked about. Is that clear now, Alan? No more. You'll have to be closer. Closer to fuck. We'd have to fucking crash into these fellas and test out their fucking pulse. Because I'm telling you lads, these fellas that play good football if they're alone. Give me one fucking guarantee each and every one of you. That you're going to be tighter, that you're going to be more disciplined, that you're going to be more tigerish. And that you're going to take the fucking game to these fellas. That these fellas will get such a fucking shell shock next Saturday evening that we'll put them back in their fucking asses for fucking ten years. Okay, two weeks ago we had the Congress, the GA Congress, um, 40 motions are up for debate at this year's Congress, but first up we had John Horn was elected as new Uchtaran, so congratulations to John, he succeeds Aegon O'Farrell, our friend of the show, who was on with a steering a few months ago, um, and he's the first double man in a long, long time to be the GA president. Yeah, sad to see Aegon go, he's really good old crack with him over in parts, he's a, a good character in fairness to him. Um, had a great night when him at the ball and he, he he's a fairly well-spoken man and he's a passionate man about GA so I think um, he's done well in his tenure and we'll be sad to see him go and this guy from Dublin now John Horn I don't know much about him myself to be honest but by all accounts he's a he's a real county board Dublin man big charismatic lots of good relationships and it'll just be interesting to see how he goes in the, ro- in the role Yeah, Joe probably wouldn't agree with John Aegon for real now he wrote a fairly scathing article of him independent just gone last weekend well I think Aegon was a good man whether he's changed much or brought in much in terms of his legacy that'll be remain to see in terms of what's actually changed from the, from, from Liam well yeah. one, of, one of John Horn's um, one of his KPIs and he has to appear on this show so <laughs> uh, once, he meets, once he meets that obligation he, he's done a successful I think, uh, I think, term I think. Yeah, I think to give Aegon a bit of credit like any man who moves the All-Irelands out of the, 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 the two Sundays in September like with traditionalists and all that is, is a major change that you kind of have to say and was that him or Park Duffy though? God knows it probably yeah look Park Duffy you could, you could probably say that for the last 20 however many years Park Duffy was there with all the presidents that were there but yeah I suppose look just looking at, John, at John's Horn's mantra for for his president uh, term of three years he's put a big focus immediately on the clubs 
So he's setting up a national club committee to review and enhance the tangible supports that Crow Park offers to clubs. And he's going also setting up a national club forum where club representatives can come to Crow Park and discuss issues and matters that are affecting their specific area of activity. Yeah. Now, that all sounds lovely. You can come up and have a bit of a bitch and a moan to Crow Park and tell them what your problems are. But we know what the problems are. The problems are fixtures, essentially, for clubs. Yeah. And the All-Ireland Championships for Hurling Football are locked in for the next three years. Yeah. So Sounds like a bit of lip service has been uh, paid there, doesn't it? I, I think yeah. it's lip service. Like The fixtures aren't going to change for the next three years. In one way we spoke about, it's, it's great that the... the they have certainty now on, on those timelines in terms of that month where they have off during the year and they also offer their fixtures and also the the championships have come forward. But I think Joe Brody's article um is that, just, is that just a ploy just to, you know, bring an official, you know, committee into the GA under the GA umbrella and just try and keep the, the CPA at bay again. Without, without a doubt. Without a doubt because That's all that is, like. because we we'll talk about some of the motions in a moment, but even he's already come out, John Horan, saying that he's not going to respond to criticism. He, that was one of his quotes it's like well sorry now you're, in, you're the president of the GEA yeah. you're up for criticism the organisation is up for criticism and some of that might be unwarranted or unfounded but some of it like there is genuine like evidence based criticism that they need to take on board so look I think this National Club Forum and, and, and the National Club Committee I don't think we're going to see anything arise out of that they might have a few tokenistic things just to make it look like they've done something but I can't see anything changing especially that the fixtures are locked in for the next no, three years I agree with you there Liam yeah, yeah. Um, look just we've picked out two motions to have a, have a discussion over like I said there was 40 different motions put forward by, by various different counties and clubs around the world um, first motion we want to have a look at is motion 22 now this was actually discussed in a, a blog by Tom Murphy he's a man that we had on the show there a few months ago a couple of times he's a new blog called The Banner Man and he discussed motion 22 now this motion was put forward by um, Wexford Club but it was under the guise of um, the CPA. CPA the Club Players Association which is that each delegate's vote on all motions at annual or special congress shall be recorded and published in the minutes thereafter so the current setup is you go to the congress at the moment and you're the Kilkenny County Board Delegates Liam, John you're from Waterford Sean you're the Cork one the motions would have been discussed at your county board meetings. You would have been told, Sean, you're to vote yes on this one. Giggles, you're to vote no. Liam, you're to vote yes. You go up to the convention as it stands at the moment. You press a button on a, a, on a little machine. No one knows how you voted. Right? So previously, back when there was no technology, you went to the... Secret ballot. There was no secret ballot. You raised your hand. All right. So it was a show of hands and the hands were counted. So you could look over, geez, water for after voting that way now for that motion or car craft voting that way. As it stands now, there's no accountability or traction as to who's actually cast their votes. That's how we did it now when we voted you in as Australian Vice President, Liam, wasn't it? <laughs> yeah, that was actually... No, that was an open vote, yes. That was an open vote, open yeah, vote yeah, yeah. yeah. And everyone could see who voted for <laughs> who. And that's, yeah, and I think that's the way to go. Now, the motion was discussed at the Cork County Board and Kieran Murphy in the Irish Times had an article about how Frank Murphy reacted to this motion and saying it was disgraceful and disgusting, basically, and against... We trust all our delegates and we know where this is coming from, which is the Club Players Association. But to be honest with you, I... I I think that the delegates who go, it should be know what counties are voting on what on the day. Now, it's clear, obviously, sometimes the controversial ones who speak out after what they voted for. But why wouldn't you, in a, in a democratic organisation where it's voted, where all the motions are openly discussed, yeah. that you wouldn't record who votes for who? Yeah. Because you can't even, con like, how can a county control, actually, how their delegate votes if they don't know how they voted? They so don't. So you could have a rogue that, okay, I've listened to the county board, I think they're all a shower of Egypt's. I'm going to go up and vote how I want to vote. And and you lose the whole, actually, element of the club player or the club association voting in their delegates, the delegates sending another delegate to the con to the Congress. And you lose that kind of traction of the guy voting for the, the majority, yeah. which he, he may or may not be doing. It's not about trust. If you, if you trust everyone, Frank Murphy, then just let it be an open vote. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and it's, it's, it is a bit of a typical GA thing, isn't it? Because you see it, like you see it through your club and, and through your, you know, divisions and things like that. The, the, the county board delegate or whatever delegate in your, in your organisation is always the most senior fella or the most experienced lads and, he thinks he is the God-given right then to go up there and do what he likes because he's been in the GA and he's been a GA member in that club for so long. And yeah. it's a typical GA kind of mentality. Like, you know, I have the privilege and I should be able to vote whatever I want. Correct, and yeah. Which is just so wrong. And like, the, uh, we're still in, the association is, is however many years old and they still don't grasp the whole dem democratic um, view of the whole association. And just on that as well, um, 
like Frank Murphy said, oh, it would hold up the whole thing if you had to see who voted for what. Why but would it? The, the counter is, it's done on a machine, as yeah. Kieran Murphy pointed out in Irish Times, that you press a button, it comes up on the screen. <laughs> yeah. So you can say, okay, there's the Kenny Delegates yeah. machine, there's the cartel, like, yeah. the technology is there to implement it. Um, so, like, I think, it, you know, I don't think there's any reason why they shouldn't. And also, look, another counter to it was that, look, when you go to these conventions or congresses, that you might go saying, right, you've been told to vote yes, but then when you hear the arguments put forward and against that you could change your mind because people have argued in a certain way that you didn't think about or your county board hasn't thought about. So that's fair enough that you could change your mind on the day. I think yeah. the delegates could change their mind if they're influenced in a certain way, but that still should be recorded. Yeah. So, and they should be exactly. accountable and they come back. Yeah. Like I, I, I find and then he, his option, he didn't go back to his club or whatever and county and say this is the reason he gets, yeah. the, gets the floor and it's, says this is the reason why you voted against it. It's interesting. Whether it's right or wrong, it doesn't matter, but there's yeah. transparency in yeah. the whole thing. Yeah. It, it's interesting, I was just saying, that there's Frank Murphy going against it because you can imagine the amount of shady deals that that man has done. And I, I don't mean it in a bad way, but you know, he, he's influenced, he's a political animal. He's Take used, he's used, he's, <laughs> he, he, he doesn't have to listen to the Cork County Board because he is the Cork County Board, right? Yeah. And then he goes up to, to Congress and he knows how to play the game, he knows how to trade votes, he knows how to do everything. And it's in his best interest for it to be kept yeah. secret, to be honest. But it was 83 to 17% was so how that was. He probably it. influenced everyone in the yeah. Congress as well. Yeah. Do you know, like, yeah. that was like, like, it's a logical thing from my point of view. And, Ke- and Kieran Murphy's article in, in the Times was the same thing. It's like, it just doesn't make sense. Like, how it's just bizarre in this day and age of this is accountable. But that, that was one interesting motion that we, we, we had a look at. The other motion, which I think is a really interesting one, was motion 24. So just to summarise, that was proposed by Britain GA, and basically that to give the Central Council to allow GA properties outside of Ireland, which are owned and controlled by the GA, that they can be used for other games, um, other than GA. So basically, that if you own the in in London, was it is it rice, rice slip? Rice slip that can be used when the GA season. It can be used for soccer. It can be used for rugby. Canton over in Boston, the same thing can be used yeah. whatever. So and that was overwhelmingly passed. Ninety percent passed that in. So I just think that's a fascinating one, and, and and Tom Murphy picked up that in his in his blog as well, the Bannerman. It's a fascinating one because we're so resistant to that at home. We know that, for instance, Mallow GA redid their whole complex back in the Celtic Tiger days. Monster were in their training. All of yeah. a sudden, a letter came down from Crow Park. They're not allowed training there. Yeah, and, crazy. You know, and a facility that's not being utilized Monday to Friday between nine and five. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, whereas a club then has this ridiculous facility. Which was paid for a developer during the good times, but to maintain that costs a lot of money, and to not have that revenue stream for clubs, or even I'm thinking of our own club, my club Dixborough or, or Lismore or Watergrass Hill. If you have a pitch that's not being used Monday to Friday nine to five in the in the summer, and it could be used for summer camps or whatever different sport, why shouldn't clubs be able to utilize that as an income stream? Yeah. you still have control of it as the club. You don't book it out if it's going to conflict with your hurling training or your football training. Yeah. Like I think it's madness, really. Like you, as clubs are under more financial pressure to deliver more services for kids and for adults that they should be able to utilise their assets that they've built and developed exactly. well, that's logical yeah. 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 yeah but I don't I think that I don't think there's any any move to home for that to happen yeah it's, it's, inter- it's interesting that the proposal was for outside of Ireland why didn't well, I suppose obviously Britain proposed it because they didn't want to get caught up in the whole Irish hullabaloo of Jesus that, that has no hope of getting passed if we go for Every ground, yeah, we, we, we they won't care about anyone else outside of Ireland, so we're yeah. gonna pass that's what off. probably happened, it didn't <clears> care, <throat> yeah, yeah. Um, whereas if it was proposed by maybe Dixborough put it forward next year through Kilkenny, who knows, yeah, we might get a pass next year, but yeah. it is, it makes sense, yeah. I'm not saying Dixborough wants to do that, but I'm just saying you should have the opportunity yeah. to yeah. to lease your grounds, I think, to make some extra income because we know how much clubs are under pressure, and even counties, like, look, like you know, the cost of preparate, preparing county teams, you have a fabulous stadium like Nolan Park or in Parky Cueve there I know there's talk for the Rugby World Cup that those stadiums a special rule is going to be brought in but if there's yeah. other like small scale rugby games or soccer games that want to be played around the country that there's stadiums there that could accommodate it exactly. but anyway look I think it's, it's something that I reckon will in time change because as teams have developed those especially those AstroTurf pitches and all that kind of stuff oh, that's yeah. going well, to and, and I was going to say yeah, if, if you've got the grounds if you've got the grounds like AstroTurf pitches things yeah. like that like the normal pitches probably you only can have it for maybe October, November, December or midweek you know, shiny though yeah. schools and mid-week. stuff well oh yeah for schools this was yeah you would you know what I mean like yeah. you know schools in our city there yeah. in places like Cork or, mm. or Dublin or, or kind of tag rugby in the cities or whatever yeah, yeah you know yeah. like you don't have that those th- those yeah. pitches and there's bigger demand on all the different sports but I just I think it makes sense to, to, to have a look at that yeah for lines yeah for lines <laughs> yeah <laughs>
Well, look, that's that's it on 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 Congress. There was some interesting things happened there. It'd be interesting to see will we actually see any change in terms, of, like we said about the, the focus on the clubs, um, and those were, were, were a couple of interesting motions. And just for us lads coming up next, I think we're going to do an episode next week following the the final round of the National League, um, and then we'll 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 take it from there going into the the quarterfinals and finals. Do we have a big preview on the All Ireland Club final as well? Yes, and the All Ireland Club finals. I guess up. we never mentioned there in the National League as was this year or this week to know it as was the Cork Tip game is probably. That's probably the standout game this week. Yeah, weekend. and there's something to play for in it, really, so I'd be keeping a close eye on that. And that's on telly as well, I think, isn't yeah, it? Yeah. Yeah, okay, well, that'll be a good one for this Sunday, so we might have a look at that one in depth uh, on Monday or Tuesday next week. Um, well, that's it then for today. Thanks very much for coming along, Sean. You're looking lovely in your Watergrass Hill O'Neill's jersey. Thank you very much. I fished out my um, O'Neill's gear there tonight. <laughs> and we have John Heenan Giggles in his Cork jersey. Looks very good in the red and white. Giggles. I, said, I, 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 I lost a bit to Shawnee there. I had to throw it on. Yeah. <laughs> I've got a lovely O'Neill's top as well. It's a Victoria uh, GA jersey. Now, watch this space. There is some going to be some good AGA merchandise coming from O'Neill's. And we might even have a prize to give away on the show in, in, in the coming weeks. But the designs will be revealed soon. So keep an eye on Instagram and keep an eye on our Twitter for, for some designs there. Um, so, yeah, today's show, Good AGA, was brought to you in association with O'Neill's International Sportswear, the choice of champions. Please go on to O'Neill's.com for all the latest offers. And there's some beautiful jerseys out in their centenary year. Favourite of mine at the moment is the Kerry Gold jersey. Have you oh, seen that one? Beautiful. Oh, it's yeah. lovely. Such yeah. a lovely kit. Never haven't seen a GA jersey in those colours before. No. Yeah, it looks class. It's solid, yeah. The and Dublin all, jersey is always a good jersey too, isn't it? And the Copperface Jacks range has also come out this week. Did you <laughs> see that? <laughs> yeah, yeah, I wonder how much Lee Ching got for that one. Oh. Anyway, we leave it there for today and we'll touch base with you again soon. Have a good night, everyone. Take care.